Introducing Mortgage Matters. He has no idea how bad it is out there. He has no idea. A show dedicated to helping you navigate a challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. The economy continues to face numerous difficulties. Now, your hosts, Dan Podesto and Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. The fact that you're being called upon to help clean up Wall Street's mess is an outrage. Broadcasting outrage. live from the KVEC studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? It's talking about, time talking about. for Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters. Darkness falls across the land. The midnight hour is close at hand. Creatures crawl in search of blood to terrorize your neighborhood. And whosoever shall be found without the soul for getting down must stand and face the hounds of hell and rot inside a corpse's shell. The demons squeal in sheer delight. It's you they spy, so plump, so right. For though the groove is hard to beat, Yet still you stand with frozen feet. You try to run, you try to scream. But no more sun you'll ever see. For evil reaches from the crypt to crush you in its icy grip. The foulest stench is in the air, the funk of 40,000 years, and grisly ghouls from every tomb are closing in to seal your doom. And though you fight to stay alive, your body starts to shiver. For no mere mortal can resist the evil of the thriller. Can you dig it? <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome. Great way to start the show. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, no problem. That was fun to mix that down and do that. It was a lot of fun. You know, when you played that right now, it, it uh, occurred to me that today's Halloween. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That makes a lot more sense. I mean, I knew I was groggy, but when uh, Raggedy Ann served me my coffee this morning at Starbucks, I was like, that's odd. Yeah. Now it's all coming together. Oh, and there's a festive spider that's taken up residence in my truck. Awesome. So every morning when I come out, there's webs spun everywhere. That's cool. Halloween-themed cat they're the, the Yeah, and the real wispy ones that just sort of like break free and come and like tickle yeah. your ear. They're awesome. Cool. I got to find <laughs> I gotta find that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Probably. I had fun doing that. That was fun to mix that down and do that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, awesome. I've never heard him say, can you dig it either? That was pretty fun. Yeah, kind of, kind of rocky, kind of spooky. There it is. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. All right, all right. Happy Halloween. Let's get life. serious now. You Where are your guys' costumes, by the way? I don't know. Where's yours? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's getting pressed at home. Just because I'm the same thing uh, I am every year. Yeah. The mortgage lender. A naked right. man in disguise. Oh, that's. <laughs> old go-to Dan you know? and I have no response to that <laughs> it's like, hmm. yeah that's good 
If you, get, if you find yourself yeah. caught at some sort of event today yeah. where everybody's dressed up and they ask you what you are. A naked man in disguise. Use that, yeah. There Perfect. You and, you, and you don't want me to take off my costume. Yeah, that's... Not yeah, at this no, party. Not, not this really, is not no. that kind of party. Yeah, let's, uh, let's just leave it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this studio gets small with a naked man in it. It sure does. Yeah. <laughs> I think Dan and I are going to be running. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm feeling oh like there, sh- there should probably, just for safety, be a second yeah. way out of this room. <laughs> I'm right in front of the door. <laughs> well, you're right next to a window. You could throw a brick or something. Uh, that window looks pretty substantial. <laughs> and that looks like about three inches of glass. Yeah. All right. Well, while you guys map your alternate escapes. Yeah, yeah I'm... I'm kind of... You're screwed. <laughs> it's been nice knowing you. Yeah. <laughs> the buddy plan, right? You yeah. take the guy, push him towards the thing you need to run right. from, that your buddy gets you a little bit of a jump. Going uh, trick-or-treating later today, Jim? Yeah, you never know. Yeah? Possibly. So Why kinda, how about oh, I bet you are with your kids? And yeah, I'm gonna go trick or treat with the kids. Yeah, how about you, Dan? I'm not dressing up though. I'm a yeah, we're good. going. We're going. I'm treat. a bit of a humbug. I've never really dressed up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I get accused of not getting that excited about all the holidays in general. Mm-hmm. Really, because I'm really feeling the excitement right now. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking you're having a good time with a naked yeah. man in disguise. Yeah, it really. I, <laughs> this must be your favorite. Just holiday. my opportunity <laughs> to be a smart aleck. <laughs> yeah. That's all. Okay. Yeah. No, we're gonna we're gonna go trick or treat in some of the neighborhoods. Find Ma- a haunted house. Maybe? maybe go to a haunted house. We can find something to do with all these kids everywhere. My uh, last night, I I opted to stay home with my daughter. She's not haunted house ready. And my wife and sister in law took the boys over to the haunted house. It's the one that. In a task here, it's been being put on by the Fine Arts Academy. It's like a student thing, a fundraiser for their science camp. So sounds fun. Yeah, it was. I I guess it was fun ish. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, so was I it scary. I don't know. I skipped it. Stayed home with the daughter. Did you not get any feedback? They said it was all right. <laughs> they didn't come back with a petrified look on their face. Uh, no. Okay. Not really. Mm-hmm. But the the other one in a Tascado though, I've heard is like the real deal. So. I if I played my cards right, since I, you know, fell on the sword last night, tonight I'll be the one that gets to go to the real one. That mm-hmm. one, that one was in the paper this week. Yeah, there they was said an article right up. Was it called the Haunt or something? Mm, Do they have a name for it. I'm not sure. I don't know. But I yeah, it does. They, I don't remember what it was. They knew all the tricks to scare people, not just kids, like adults too. Oh yeah, and they use all the tricks. Right. Yeah, I yeah, saw that sounds, as well. Um, sounds pretty. It fun. was a play on words that was uh, something close to the fair, mid state, mid state scare. Okay, uh, but it's not at the, the fairgrounds. The haunt. The, yeah, haunt. the haunt. So there must be a different one. Yeah, then. I think this one is different. Is this the one they said they had somebody pee themselves every day? This looks like it's pretty good, actually. It's so from scary. The pictures I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> well, honest to God, that's what I was reading Isn't in a Tribune article. They say they gave that one's right. Of... One's right next door to the police station in Atascadero. Yeah, I'm not sure where this one is, but it says it gets a lot of inspiration from the Haunted Mansion ride at Disneyland. Ooh. So that should be pretty good. 
5805 El Camino Real. That sounds like it's next to the... Yeah, I think it's station. next to the cop shop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So fun, yeah. Head on over there. How much is it, Jim? Uh, $10 each or Sheesh. 35 for a four-person family. So that's that. That's pretty reasonable, really. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's going to open tonight, 7 o'clock. Yeah, tonight at 7. Excellent. And actually, it'll be open tomorrow, too, if you happen to not be able to make it tonight. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. appreciated the uh, Motormouth show today with all the, the tips for drivers tonight. It's always a good reminder. Oh, yeah. Be safe. Be slow. Mm-hmm. Lots of little ones. Yeah. Don't know what they're wearing. Hard to see. Mm-hmm. Carry sometimes. a flashlight. Put reflective stuff on yeah. their costumes. Stuff like that. Set your clock back so yeah, you're not late also, for church. It's also... Is it... Are we going into daylight savings or are we... <laughs> well, this is spring the, this is forward, the good one. We get the extra hour of sleep tonight. Extra hour. So you're moving well, the clock backwards. Good for time, one right? night, but then it's yeah. bad for... The next four months because it gets dark at four o'clock. Yeah, I don't know why we just don't abolish the whole thing. I there I was reading something about that this week that they're doing a study I think out of Cornell University and they found that what was it two three four years ago a little a few years back we changed the when we changed the clocks back I think mm-hmm. it adjusted three weeks on one side and a week yeah. or two on the other right. um, that. Crime rates have actually gone down, dropped because of that. Because mm. most crimes occur during the five to eight p.m., mm-hmm. like during the commute time, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and um, and they've noticed a significant drop in robberies and rapes and you know a lot of crimes. Um, and wow! Specifically, that one hour that we've changed, crime rates have dropped like twenty. 30%, something like that. Who'd have guessed? There'd be a good reason It's nice to if it, you like to get up and like go do things in the morning before work. Yeah, that's true. Go for a walk like, or yeah. a jog or whatever at 6, at least the sun. Yeah, because like this morning when I came in, I, I come in at, um, I get here about 7.30 for the motor mouse. And I had to get up at like 6.30. Yeah, it's it dark. dark yeah, it's darkening yeah. up around there. So yeah. next week it'll be light for you. Right. Which yeah. is going to feel way better. I know. You have a whole weird. new lease on life. Yeah, there it is. Sunlight. <laughs> I saw, like, I was reading a thing this morning, though, about how confusing the daylight savings time is. And they said that, you know, obviously there's a lot of countries that don't recognize it at all. And around here, many of the ones that do did it last week. <laughs> so really? if we're going to do it, why not line them up? Well, it, it just makes seems sense to weird do it to after Halloween. Yeah. Why? Because that's a big day for lots of people out in the dark in the streets. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it makes a lot of sense to have it after Halloween just to get that extra hour of daylight in the evening. Mm. Okay. That way we can. It's a safety thing. Sure. Go collect your candy with razor blades in it during the day. (laughs) Doesn't that sound safer? (laughs) Yeah. Then you can see the razor blades. There you go. In there. I saw some Ohio. Kid already nice. found like a razor blade in a Snickers bar or something. Oh, that's well, he's going and collecting candy before Halloween. It's probably how he got that razor blade. <laughs> what kind of person's out going up and down the street, trick or Halloween? treat, knock knock? Yeah. Yeah. Who is it? Trick or treat? <laughs> oh, it's not even today. Yeah, but I, then I started thinking too. It could probably just be like some of those um, attention grabbers, you know? Well, and that's a good other points or yeah like i bet tonight i bet just don't tell anyone okay you guys 
But if you really wanted to like be a local sensation, you could probably stage some phony little candy thing like that and then call the police and you'll get interviewed and in the paper. Yeah, and all. You know, It'll be national really, news. It'll probably know, be that's national. A, that's a good way to get attention. Put yeah. like some C4 yeah. in a bag of Skittles yeah. and it'll probably be international news. Nice, Jason. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Cool. That's the other thing is to some really remind really people want their to inspect 15, candy, inspect all the candy. Minutes. When I was a kid, I remember they had a thing where you could bring your candy bag down to the hospital yeah. and get it x-rayed. Yeah. Well, that's... <laughs> they were all just eating radiation. Well, yeah, I don't know. Weird. It's a weird thing. Yeah. Well, that's the yeah, let's yeah remind the parents to inspect all the candy too. Yeah. Well, you have to inspect it. I mean, I as the father of three young kids that'll be trick or treating in tonight when they get back, mm-hmm. you know, it's got to come for inspection. Yeah, where... but how many how many times do you go say, well, mm, that one doesn't look so good," and then you take it off and you know chomp it down? Later I on. think it's about <laughs> it's usually somewhere in the neighborhood of about fifty percent of the candies. Needs I, to be confiscated uh, I, I, I get, and I get destroyed. Yeah, of through. the good candy. I yeah. mean, the good you're stuff. almost yeah. never going to have to confiscate things like candy corn. That's usually always safe. Mm-hmm. But on the odd side, you know, there's a, some good candy, like real good candy, say like something dark chocolate. That's usually pretty um, suspect and needs to be confiscated. I always find people tend to mess with the Smarties a lot, so I have to take those. Smarties? Yeah. yeah those ones, Very unsafe. I don't unsafe. know what it is. Maybe well, it's the packaging. Because you could the packaging yeah. of them. Yeah. I just, anytime <laughs> I see something that looks like it's even been kind of, you know, yeah, I, I just throw it away. Yeah. Peanut butter cups tend to really get they, messed they with They need a lot max confiscation so, yeah. as well. Those usually yeah. don't make it through the filtering process. Mm-mm. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we gonna talk about mortgages today. What? <laughs> May as well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What do you? Yeah. It's your show. What do you know? I, 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 really, I got nothing over here. You know. <laughs> I was thinking that you were gonna kick us into something. I'm like, this is gonna be good. Tell me what you know, Jim. No. It's just. No. Yeah. Uh, did we? Uh, did we let the audience know that we've got our new office in Atascadero up and running. It's official. Yeah, you, you were saying something and you got like some really great paintings in there. Oh, yeah. You got some really great artwork. Photography. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it, it's a beautiful office. A lot of a lot of natural light, bright light. We've got skylights and mm-hmm. a whole wall of windows on, on the long wall of the office and it's just a really nice, nice place. Great location too, right on the sunk... Right at the corner of El Camino Real and East Mall at the Sunken Gardens. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, this is really a really nice spot. office. Yeah. I'm proud of it and happy to be there. And we've not had an Atascadero office before, though we do quite a bit of business in Atascadero. Yeah, it just made sense. It, it felt overdue, and now we're there. Uh, so the other day, oh, I, just, I don't know. It was, I guess it was Thursday. I was goofing around in the reports of our origination system and checking it out. Do you know, have you looked recently at the what the running total is for loans that Central Coast Lending has funded since we opened? No. I, I, I'm always reluctant to try to trap you and make you look bad, so I won't make you guess, but it's, it's pushing in on um, a half a billion dollars. Hmm. 460 million and some change 
in funded loans. And I was like, it's not wow. Bad in a few little years, huh? Yeah. I remember looking back a couple years ago and it was at the 250 million mark thinking that's a quarter billion. And, um, that's a lot. I mean, that's quite a bit of money. I, I looked at, uh, this morning I saw, you know, Quicken, they did something like they, they 20, did that in a month. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> they did like $24 billion in 2014. Wow. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> way to go, Quicken. But they had uh, an average gain on sale that was like 3.9% profit gross. Wow. And I was like, holy smokes. Quicken, um, they, they're mopping up. Yeah. And I don't, we're approved with Quicken. First of all, I should say that if you want a Quicken loan, we can do a Quicken loan for you. Um, I, and I give this, so somebody listening right now has got to be saying, if I want a Quicken loan and you can give me a Quicken loan or Quicken can give me a Quicken loan, why on earth would I call you? Right. I mean, you got to feel that way. I do is most of the time yeah, logic tells us to go direct. If you put in a middleman, you got to pay their fare too. And it's going to be uh, more expensive than if you just cut it and go straight to the supplier. Right? Yeah. Not the case in home loans. It's, it's really, I always challenge people tell me an industry where it, putting a middleman up in the middle of it is going to make it cheaper to the end user. There's not a lot of industry you can think of where that's the case. Uh, I had a client at one time tell me he thought recycling, there was something about the purchasing of cardboard boxes, but it had to do with some kind of government inefficiency where there was like some subsidy money or something. This is not that. And I'll, and I'll tell you uh, real simply, there's a handful of reasons why Quicken will allow us to sell a lower interest rate than they sell. And first and foremost, you got to realize is that um, interest rates for all home loans, they're sort of like what we call the par rate, and it's just the going rate at no profit, right? Like you, you're not gonna you're not gonna stay in business if you just always sell this thing at, at the no profit mark. And so every lender then has to take into account their expenses and their overhead and everything that takes to make their business run and then set a profit margin based on that where you can pay all of your expenses and be profitable. So, okay. Um, Quicken is just a bigger version of what we are and they have to go through and set it all the same. And for us, one of the reasons that did, do you think I sounded like Obama right there? All the same. He does that thing where he tightens up little words. Did you watch Fallon last night? A great segment where Dana Carvey and he were yeah. impersonating Obama. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, okay. I should try to do a full uh, Obama impression one day. I'm going to work on it. Quicken. As I was saying. <laughs> yeah, but so they recognize that companies like ours are a bit more, um, we're smaller scale. We're a bit more nimble. Our expenses are, I mean, when you, you're half owner of the company and controller ultimately of the fundage. <laughs> That's your title. Controller of the fundage, watching the budget, the expenses always, right? I mean, yeah. is that a necessary expense? Is there an opportunity for that to be cheaper? Are we 
you know, is when we, should we renegotiate this contract? Is it time to switch providers? These there's all these things at a small scale where you you can pay attention to the details and it makes it a lot more affordable. But also think about the difference in like um like advertising budget, right? I mean, what's it cost to be on during every major golf event in the Super Bowl and during exactly. Jeopardy and all these things or it's the difference in the cost to originate that really makes the difference. At the end of the day, regardless of the the channel that loans arrive at Quicken's door, Quicken needs to make a certain amount of money on each loan. Right. So the difference is the cost to originate. When when it goes down the Quicken retail path, like you said, they have huge advertising expense. Their offices if do they even have offices? They do. That, well, yeah, because they have to have operation centers, but they're not like they're still online based, but they have their offices and their people and their their salaries and their benefits and all that stuff. And it's a big operation. It's just been proven time and time again that smaller independently owned companies can operate at a lower cost to originate. Yeah. Well, and what's the real value of a loan, too, is it's it's depending on your business model. The real value of a mortgage for somebody is over time. A $500,000 loan paid back over 30 years is basically a million bucks. So it's over time that interest made where the real profit alone comes around. When you're doing things like this, like what we do, you know, because we don't service loans. I, I don't want to even be the slightest bit misleading. Ideally, you never make a payment to Central Coast Lending, right? Our goal is to Find the way to get you the best possible terms, lowest closing costs, lowest interest rate, figure out how to make that happen, walk you through the whole deal. At funding, it funds you, you know, whether it's a refi or purchase, whatever the, the funding happens at that point. And then we want to to transfer that loan to the next user as soon as possible. And generally it's going to be an aggregator that does have an intention of receiving mortgage payments every month and they collect their little bit of the service premium keep the books forwarded on all the things that they do that that's not what we do our focus is on doing it up front as quick as we can <coughs> at the best terms that we can find in the market and tell you this i mean obviously you're familiar with quicken most everybody is it's almost a household name right and they're huge. They have a 5% market share in a in a market like this where they're not even like Wells Fargo or Citibank. They they don't have the benefit of being 80 years in business or something. They've got a good market share. Um, how many loans? So Central Coast Lending has been approved with Quicken for how long? Four or five years. Yeah, I was going to say four. Um how many loans have we done there? <laughs> One. Interesting. Ever. Um, they're not very good at loans. That's why. Simply. I mean, well, and, and I don't mean yeah. at the process of doing the loan. They're fine at doing that part of it with us because, you know, we, we still have to get the W-2s and paychecks and tax returns go through that whole process. But it's it's still, even on their wholesale side, they're such a behemoth that they're just not the most aggressively priced company. And so you end up saying, well, there's these other companies that do it better. They they offer lower interest rates and lower closing costs. And that's 
how a business like ours stays relevant. So then you go back and say, hey, look at this. There's these companies that kind of come about in a more grass grassroots way. They're not advertising during the Super Bowl. You're never going to see their ad on television. They don't have banks in every city in America. They're not um, in these huge, nice buildings in downtown every town USA. Um, they they stay out in the suburbs in areas where it's uh, the rents cheaper and they people like us bring business to them because they're they are known but their interest rates and their closing costs are much lower because their company benefits from that reputation and and not having free checking accounts that lose money and all these kind of things is they make lower interest rates and cheaper closing costs so for me when I look at of all of the investors that we work with, and they are, they're, they're many of the banks that you've heard of, uh, like Quicken or US Bank, um, Citibank, Chase, Wells. These guys have all done wholesale lending through the years. They're not generally the best price. And for us, oftentimes, I mean, we control the service under our roof, so then it does become about price for us. Where is that opportunity for us to get the lowest rate? Because that's what's going to make us most competitive for our clients and also keep that relevancy in the market. We want everybody to know that we're the the place you go when you need a better deal than Quicken can give you. Well, and oftentimes you find that those bigger institutions are extremely slow. Um, they're, I mean, when we can get a loan done in in three weeks or 30 days, something like that, which is a pretty typical timeline for us. Um, those larger institutions are often at 60 to 90 days. And it's because you get mixed. I mean, the the, uh, the mortgage operation, the processing side of the loan, it all kind of comes through the same channel, and especially in the bigger institutions too. So you're battling the retail volume that's coming in. And then there's the wholesale and um, other, you know, all the channels are funneling through this one thing and there's so much going on and they're just there's inefficiencies throughout that system when it's so big. Yeah. Um, and we find that quite often, even not even on a scale of Wells Fargo, but even a, a local bank like a Rabo. Oh, well, they're not local anymore. <laughs> but, but I, they're, they're not a Wells Fargo, but they still have those same kind of issues where it's 60 to 90 days to get a loan through. I think it also has something to do with each, like in a smaller company, like a more boutique company, everybody has a much more defined and not not that it's better defined but their their role is so much more critical that they that they act it out as best they possibly can like and here's an example if you have one underwriter or two underwriters that are maybe helping a branch do all of their underwriting those two underwriters need to be bringing their a game day in and day out and you'll know when one of them's sick or has a problem or whatever, but you'll also know when they're firing on all cylinders and really doing a good job, they kind of have to. When you get into a company where there's a hundred underwriters, that's where there's more opportunity for people to be like, you know what, what I do doesn't make that big of a difference. And I just, I'm going to come in today and get done what I can get done. And, and there's, I think a different mentality when you're a part of one of those big businesses where there's no one person's not going to affect a big change or a big difference. And there, like I said, there's a big volume difference here. Quicken 
does last year $24 billion worth of loans in a year. That's insane. And good for them. I mean, $2 billion a month worth of business. We've been in business now for what, going on eight years. And we're about to scratch the half a billion total for that whole stretch. So good for them. Um, I was shocked when I read about their earnings. Uh, yesterday was when I, I was going through some of these things. I saw Quicken's earnings and their gross profit. And it was one of those things that really made me think, um, man, they must not be very well priced anymore if they're able to make almost 4% gross profit per loan. Yeah. Um, that's insane. No, they never have been. I, I do price comparisons regularly just so that I can provide that feedback to our loan officers. And they've never been a price leader, as you might expect. You know, their their whole, the what they try to put forward to us is that they're an internet-based company that's cut all the fat, right? They don't have all these offices and fulfillment centers and things like that, but that's not true. They've invested a lot of money into their technology and it they've never been a price leader. They never have been. Yeah. So I'm not surprised by that. So for us, you know, utilizing these companies, many of which you have not heard of, is what makes it where we can offer those those best deals where the fat really is cut. And um I it's a funny thing. Like I said at the beginning of this little part here, it's one of the I and I hope we made the example well. Our industry is one where involving a middleman electively can actually make it cheaper to the end user. And I, and I say this, if there's anybody listening today that can think of another example, I'd like to hear it. Um, because it's, it sort of bucks the trend of business. And I recognize where, because clients say it to me all the time. Well, if I think who's, that, where's I my loan going to end up? Are you going to do Wells Fargo? Cause then I'm going to end up with Wells Fargo anyway. I don't want to just go to Wells Fargo. And I'm like, I can give you a lower rate than Wells Fargo can give you if that's what you want. But the other companies I work with beat the Wells Fargo rate that I'm going to beat Wells Fargo with. So let me put you with one of these other companies that you can't get to. They don't work with consumers directly. They're wholesalers that work with only people like me. That's where we can find you the best rates and terms. Yeah. I was thinking advertising. We work with a, a private ad agency and they're because they buy ads in such high quantity, they're able to get discounts that we can't access if we're just a little ma and pa shop going to buy advertising. That's a pretty good example. And it's similar, similar rationale to why we're able to do it. We're, you know, we're buying things on a larger scale than, than Joe consumer out there. Who's just going to get a loan. You know, we're selling lots of loans to a company and the volume that we send to our investors, if it's good volume, they'll give us good pricing because they want our business and they know that we have good business. I'm okay with that example. I don't think it's a great one. Cause like you talk about like a company, like, like this one, Eldorado broadcasting, it's like, what's the, what's the rate for a 30 second commercial? And how does that compare to the other places the, in the town? The rate card rate. 
Yeah. I have no right. idea. Before so we digress too far. Half of it is that skip. your salesperson just yeah. knows how to cut through the mucky muck <laughs> and get you the deal that like anybody with some savvy is they probably able to get themselves. Speaking of know. commercial yeah. break. <laughs> I'm going to throw a couple elbows in here and we're going to we're going to make our way to a commercial break. Sell uh, some advertising. Excellent points though. I excellent points about the the big the big banks and the cost to originate things like that. It's a uh, Important to share that every now Thanks, and then. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> but right now, it's time to uh, thank our sponsors and uh, drive a little attention their way. So let's take time out for uh, this commercial break right here. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. To ask a question, call 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. This is Jason Grody with Central Coast Lending. Our loans are not trucked in from some big bank. They're raised right here on the Central Coast. No hormones, no GMOs, no antibiotics. Call today and get your gluten-free mortgage from a caring lender that knows you only accept the best for your family. Just call Central Coast Lending. Refinance a home. Just call 543 Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing opportunity real estate broker. California Bureau of Real Estate number 018-39608. NMLS number 3283. What a state of generosity. Look what my agent got for me. Just by switching to State Farm. A few hundred unexpected bucks. I couldn't ask for more. But now I've got to figure out what I should use it for. A new bike would be radical, but maybe something practical like a pet baboon with one robotic arm. Get to a better state, State Farm. Switch to State Farm and you can save. To find out more in San Luis Obispo, call Agent Susan Rodriguez. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. If you missed any part of the show, log on to centralcoastlending.com for archived shows and more. Now, back to your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. I got, I got that it was Marilyn Manson. Don't know what it's they're covering. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. <laughs> uh, Tim Burton, my favorite before Christmas. Okay. 
very festive song. Hey, it works. That's good. Yeah, it's, it's a you really song. like Halloween, don't you? I do. That's cool. Yeah, I actually requested this. We bought this just for you guys. Really? Nice. When I was... Uh, do we now own it? We own the rights to play it. Yeah. So, but when you say we, you're talking about the radio station. Well, yeah. Exactly. That's the power of the pool I got around here for your show. It's the power of our show. Okay. Well, I mean, okay. when you go in talking about what mortgage matters needs, people start listening. Right? Yeah. There it is. Right. <laughs> yeah. Say, yeah. If we right. really had power, we wouldn't have to buy it. <laughs> They'd just give it to us. Shh. There it is. People think we're paid to do this, Dan. <laughs> hey, I wanted to add on to your the point you were making. Okay. Because it was underdeveloped. <laughs> I feel like you more than developed the point that you were trying to make oh but there was a side of it that i thought was unsaid and it's that we have firsthand experience of seeing how the operations work at these different banking institutions when it comes to processing a loan not all of them are good in fact a lot of them are extremely frustrating um in how there are these these slowdowns these these inefficiencies in the way they move I'm alone. smiling and nodding because um, this business is kind of a small one. I mean, you remember back from like the days when you ran the trading desk, lock desk type of uh, functionality at the old company. Um, there's not that many people. It's sort of a, a pretty known cast of players. Yeah, they moved around from company to company, but um, the really good people, you like, you knew the organization that they went to was going to be a, a safe place, a good place to do business. Likewise, there's people where you're like, I would like that guy, but man, is he terrible at business. And the salespeople, we watch them bump from company to company and doing a, a pretty mediocre job wherever they go. And then some of these companies just are terrible. No accountability, no desire to even do well for you. And, you know, and I got to tell you, some of these are companies that we're approved with. We don't do business with them. Um, some of these approvals we keep just because we really, they have some product or some way of using a guideline or something that allows them to, to do a loan that nobody else could do. So they're worth having on our approval list, but we would like, cringe and just be like if we have to do a loan with this company get your seatbelt on it's going to be a bumpy rough ride um and to the to the converse here when you've got companies that we work with a lot that are really doing it well and they've got really good pricing so you can get through the system without as many bumps and bruises without as many hang-ups and heartaches and just problems being able to do things like on a deadline a 30-day purchase contract which still today if somebody comes to me with a 30-day escrow period i'm not i'm not even worried about that even if you brought me one today Knowing that I got Thanksgiving week up in the middle of that, I am not even worried about that. I can walk that out. And I'm telling you, there's many a loan company that cannot. But the problem is they'll tell you, we can, and then just take you in and uh, cause the delays, the problems, the blow-ups. 
no bueno. So yeah, you're right about that. Being able to the opportunity to see who actually is worth their salt when it gets down to the actual performance of doing all of that operational part of the job to be doing the the underwriting part and getting it right, evaluating the appraisal correctly and, and understanding all of that stuff in a timely fashion. Not all companies are equal in that regard. Um, there's a, there's a little bit of a change I thought we could talk about in this Fannie Mae, my community program. Um, I, it's not, particularly exciting so we don't need to talk about it for a long time but i think there's some value to the listeners especially those people that are um in that sort of preparation mode like recognize that in the next one to three years i'd really like to be able to buy a house um so should i give a little background on what my community is yeah okay so my community is a fannie mae program there's also a a sister program offered by freddie mac called home possible um, but you should say brother program because I like yeah, Freddie's the bro. Freddie Freddy is the, the bro. bro. You're right. So it's a brother program called <laughs> Home Possible. But the the My Community program, it's essentially a program that's competing with FHA. It's a, the low down the lowest down payment that Fannie Mae offers. It's a three percent down program, and the only restriction really is that it's income restrictive. Um, the income restriction for San, it's it's uh, it goes up to one hundred and forty percent of the median income for the county, which in San Luis Obispo County works out to, I want to say it's right around 109000 yeah, I think. it's a little north of $100,000 per year per household. Um, so it, it fits for a lot of people. There's no yeah. geographic restriction like a USDA loan. So it's well, your, and that's higher than USDA. USDA right. for the same size family is like eighty five. It's eighty six thousand seven hundred like for USDA. Okay. So yeah, it's a, it's got a higher income threshold and no geographic restriction. Um, it also one of the biggest advantage of, advantages of the program is the mortgage insurance. Mm -hmm. It uses the lowest tier of mortgage insurance that mortgage insurance companies allow. So. The way mortgage insurance works is there's different levels of coverage depending on the risk of the loan. And this My Community program says that these borrowers have met sufficient standards that have been dictated by Fannie Mae that they qualify for the lowest requirement of mortgage insurance. Yeah, which typically lowers the monthly payment. A typically, lot. if you have like a 5% or less down payment, you need a 25% mortgage insurance coverage. And what that means is the mortgage insurance company will cover up to 25% of the loan amount in dollar for dollar losses. So if you have a $400,000 house and it goes through foreclosure and in the end, the lender only nets back 300,000 of it. If they had 25% coverage, they would have be made whole by the mortgage insurance company for other program or other down payments, like say 15% down that coverage requirements, only 12%. So because you've got some equity, you now insure for less of a coverage. So they'll cover 20 or 12% then of the total loss. And in doing so, you get a premium that's much less. It's all risk-based, right? So they're, they're essentially saying you're going to get the discounts as if you have more equity because you meet the criteria of the program. And I, I know that that probably even still doesn't sound very clear, but let me just say it more simply. It means your mortgage insurance is about half 
of what it would be on the normal Fannie Mae program. I was going to say on a $400,000 loan, you're probably saving about 200 bucks a month on mortgage insurance. That's right. And that's a lot of money. That really is a lot of money. And it really makes a big difference, especially in qualifying. Because remember, this program targets people that are low to moderate income um, within the, the city that you're in. So this program is really geared towards A, low down payment people that are in low to moderate income people. It's And it's geared, yes, towards improving um, home ownership opportunity to credit, credit worthy borrowers. And um, it... I, I want to say that like that because I don't want people thinking this is one of those programs that got us into all this trouble in the first place. It's not. It's got some very strict requirements. You need to have minimum credit standards. There are um, debt to income maximums that really do make sure that you're well qualified and credit worthy to have this. Um, it's a great program. And up until right now... Marie I, I was going to add one more thing. The mortgage insurance is regular conventional mortgage insurance that can go away. And that's an important detail because FHA and USDA um, and VA, for that matter, all those other low down payment programs, the mortgage insurance component is for the life of the loan. With this My Community program, it expires when you can show that you have 20% equity or so. By amortization or and appreciation. or appreciation. Right. That's a big, 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 big Definitely. difference. Um, so yeah. And then additionally, so, so the, this program has been expanded a little bit and, um, it's, we've done some, my community loans recently. Um, we've been doing them for years. They're great loans. Um, it was recently yesteryear. It was a 3% down program. When things got sticky, they got rid of the three and made everybody put 5% down. Um, probably what a year and a half ago, two years ago, they came back with 3% down. And we've seen the program doing okay. Um, there's some problems with it. And let's see here. Um, things that have been lifted. This month, you have to be a first-time home buyer. At least one of the borrowers on the transaction has to be buying their first home in the last three-year period. So what that means is if there are two people that sell a home, you're not considered a first time home buyer unless you have rented now for three years. Kind of a silly program. I get what they're after. They wanna make sure that it goes to the right people. This is a program at expanding home ownership for credit worthy people. Um, but now you don't have to be a first time home buyer. So if you meet all the criteria, they've lifted that requirement. That's pretty cool. Um, I want to say one of our employees, I'll, I'll keep the name anonymous just to make sure that we don't ruffle any feathers or give away anybody's um, private info. But one of our employees bought a home with an FHA loan a couple years ago and um, then refinanced into this program because he still didn't have 20% equity. So he still needed to have some kind of mortgage insurance. Um, like we said earlier on, this program gives you that lowest tier of mortgage insurance. So in this particular case, this, this person's interest rate stayed even, but the payment dropped dramatically because the mortgage insurance was cut in half and is going to end at a point too, which so wasn't the case discount. before. Yeah. So, 
Um, again, this what I want people to recognize is this might be a refinance opportunity for you. If you have mortgage insurance, you know, I always tell people, if you have mortgage insurance right now, call us, okay? I can give you advice on how to make it go away with keeping the loan you have. Let me help you understand when it can go away. Um, we can give you advice on potentially uh, refinancing into one of many different programs. This being another one of those, this is just kind of a look under the hood. These are some of the tools we use to be able to have options for people that will explore to give you your best, your best possible deal. The other things about um, this program that are new and expanded is um, you can use rental income from an accessory unit. So let's say you find one of those jewels in San Luis Obispo that's got a little granny unit out back above the garage or next to the garage. You might not be able to afford the home because of its value. It's in slow. It's expensive. But hey, don't homes in slow rent for a thousand bucks a bedroom? So now that little granny unit that you got out back, you're going to rent for a thousand bucks a month or something. We can count those rents towards your qualifying on this program. That's not true with all programs. So that's another cool nod to this, something worth considering, another little tool. So again, when we're sizing people up, even for um, like they come in to get pre-qualified, they want to purchase a home. These are all things that we're looking at. You know, these are the different programs. These are the opportunities. If it's got a granny unit or, you know, maybe you can even look for a home with a granny unit, knowing that here's a program where you can use the rents to offset the qualification. It really is a cool little program. It doesn't get enough press. It's not talked about enough. Um, my community first came on my radar back in 2003 or 2004. This was the program we used when you had a, like a city provided or a county provided silent second. Mm -hmm. uh, my community made the concession that that, because that's a weird thing, man. The, the city ponies up some money. The like the seller gets the money and the city places a loan on the or I mean a lien on the title that you don't owe anything on unless you sell it and then they get a first right of refusal but after thirty years you don't and there's some funky workings and it's just real easy for most loan programs to go <laughs> we don't do that we don't know anything about that we don't want to do that this has always been a program that allows that so I've known about this program for years. I was excited when they brought back the 3% down option. By the way, not too many people do 3% down on this program. Um, the pricing and the mortgage insurance with 3% down is kind of nasty. So if you can, you usually just put up the extra 2% to go 5% down. It makes the pricing and the mortgage insurance a lot more affordable. Um, so just kind of throwing that out there that we don't see an awful lot of the 3% down actually finish out that way. We do use the program quite a bit. Most of the time people pony up the extra couple percent to, to make it happen that way. Um, great program. It really is a good program. So I'm excited that they're putting a little bit of emphasis on it and um, sort of revamping it to make it a little bit more relevant. The other thing about this program is that um, they're going to be now taking into consideration non-occupant co-borrowers. So let's just say that you're, you know, maybe a couple years out of college or a couple years on the job, you're, you haven't saved up a big down payment this might be a way for you to buy a home, but let's just say that your debt to income ratio is still like 
you know, 45 or 50 percent. It's a touch on the high side. Um, this program is going to allow you to add like a relative, a mom or a brother, or somebody that um, is going to come on and say, I I'll put my name on that and be a non-occupant co-bar or kind of um, be considered a compensating factor, supporting that borrower, basically putting one more one more name on the line in terms of we, we can trust that this is going to be paid back. So that's kind of cool. Um, anyway, great program. It's one of the programs that we're real familiar with. We use it to help first time home buyers quite a bit. And after this new change, you no longer need to be a first time home buyer. So we, uh, again, just the last little call, if you've got mortgage insurance on a loan today, it's worth getting in touch with us. Let us see what the opportunities are to get rid of your mortgage insurance. Cool. Are they changing the name of it too? Yeah, it's now instead of my community now, it's going to be called Home Ready. Home Ready. All right. Yeah. Cool. It is. It's a great program. It it really, when I look at it, I see it as a <clears throat> an alternative to FHA financing. Um, when I look at the down payment, and and actually an alternative to USDA financing as well. I think the mortgage insurance is comparable. The interest rates on the government loans are always going to be a little bit lower than you a know. This loan. month, USDA has a higher upfront mortgage insurance premium. Right, right? starting October one, they bumped it up from two percent to two and three quarters percent. So when you start with a USDA loan, you're starting with an underwater mortgage. Right, um, but monthly payment wise, it's it's one of the most affordable ways to buy a home. I actually think this my community loan might be a little bit better from a monthly payment standpoint. And again, it's it really depends on your credit. Conventional loans are always more focused on credit and they will adjust your interest rate and mortgage insurance rate based on credit. Whereas the government loans, as long as you meet the minimum score, you get the same deal as anybody else. So yeah. that's where where we come in and we we help you evaluate which one might be the better option. If you're a for you. 660 or a 680 credit score, government these programs the are going to punish you. The government programs not only do they prevail as the better program, they're better like by leaps and bounds. Like no contest, they're better. So that's the trick is coupling your profile, your credit, your income, the area that you're buying, sorting through these different programs and trying to figure out what's the very best way you can do it. Um, both there's two real components to buying a house, right? What's going to be the check I have to write when I close this deal? Do I have enough for what you're proposing? And then how much does it cost me every month? And will that ever change, basically? So that's that's what these different programs are for. They have it, a real big impact on how much you pay at close and how much you pay for a month. Um, hey, that's the end of the first hour here on the special spooky Halloween edition. So um, we're going to take a commercial break here. It's a couple-minute break. When we get back, Jim's probably going to play some more super cool... Super cool Halloween Halloweeny stuff. There it is. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so go freshen your coffees, do whatever you got to do. We'll be back in a couple minutes with a whole nother hour of Mortgage Matters. Stick around.
Welcome back. You're listening to Mortgage Matters with host Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. If you want to join the conversation, call the show at 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Now, here's Dan and Jason. All right, welcome back to Mortgage Matters. It's the second hour. It's 10.05 on this beautiful Halloween after, well, still morning, I guess. Yeah. Still morning. Yes. It's before noon, it's morning. Yes. Hey, that's <laughs> not Jason I'm hearing. This is, uh, this is Janine. We gave Jason the boot. He was talking a little too much the first hour. I figured he needed to rest his windpipes yeah, and, that's, that's and he'll good. be back. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> Janine um, thought she was going to come over to the radio show and just pick up a couple of open house flyers. Yes. I wasn't going to let her get away that easy. <laughs> uh, so welcome. Thank you. Janine, this is your uh, radio debut? Yes, it is. <laughs> and you brought you brought uh, some help. Yes, I did. I brought my, my little girl, Jade. Oh, hi, Jade. Yes. Can you say hello? No, we're going to be shy today. That's <laughs> yes. okay. Yeah, she's a little shy. That's all right. <laughs> cool. So you guys are, um, what are you doing for Halloween tonight? We are having a little shindig at our house. Yeah, just cool. Little, yeah, we usually have family and friends over, so it's it's turned into about twenty two people. So oh wow, yes, it's that's quite be, the party. Yes, it is. All right. Be, yeah. So I got a lot to do to prep for that. Okay. Well, I won't keep you too long. I just wanted to steal a couple minutes of your time because I know you are having an open house here soon, yes, right? Yes. Yeah. I appreciate you um, giving me the opportunity to talk about it. So I'm having an open house next Saturday, November seventh at my listing um, in Arroyo Grande. The address is 323 via Bandolero. And uh, we just lowered the price to 995000 And Tell us a little bit about the house. Yeah. I have a picture here in front of me. It's a beautiful home. Thank you. Yes, it's an exquisite home, actually. It's got wonderful views um, from the back of the house, so it overlooks the valley. And uh, there's little peaks of the ocean. And it's a three-bedroom, four-bathroom, two-car garage, about 2,900 square feet, uh, just over or just under a half acre. Yeah, it's a great home. I've got, there's some interior photos here on this flyer, and it looks like there's um, quite the impressive wine cellar. Yes, there is. There's a wine cellar off of one of the bedrooms downstairs, and it's beautiful. And then there's a little atrium that's outside of that. So yeah. I always um, say if you if you want to enjoy some wine and then maybe have a cigar, it's a perfect yeah. <laughs> perfect place to enjoy that. Oh, and I'm looking at the picture of this deck too. I mean, out I, I think I'd be spending all my time outside. I know, um, right? That's a pretty <laughs> impressive view there. Just, yes. Um, I mean, that is that's San Luis County scenery right there. That's beautiful. Definitely, definitely. And there's three decks, so oh, wow. it's you can pretty much you know get locked away into one little area 
and it's pretty nice. So there's a deck off of one of the, the bedroom upstairs, which is the master bedroom. And then there's decks off of the bedrooms downstairs as well and the, the living area. So it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. And so you said the, the open house is next Saturday, the 7th. Yes. And what were the times? 1230 to three o'clock. 1230 to three. Yes. And if anyone wants to get a sneak peek, um, how can they get a hold of you to do that? You can reach me on my cell phone at 805-904-9965. Great. Or you can always email me at Janine, but my, my name's kind of long. It's Janine, J-E-N-N-I-N-E, Dunn, D-U-N-N-E-R-E at gmail.com. Great. Yes. Um, and you are with Coldwell Banker. Where's your office? It's in Pismo Beach. Great. Yes. Right awesome. off Price Street. Yes. Well, thanks for being a good sport. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> thanks and for having me Pitching your open house. And Jade, it was wonderful to meet you. And thanks for, um, thanks for letting your mom hang out with us for just a few minutes. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks so much, <laughs> All right. guys. All Enjoy right. your okay. Halloween. You too. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. All right. Well, that was that was a fun little guest appearance. No one was expecting that, but we like to uh, let you know what's going on around the county um, with open houses. And there's uh, there's always a lot of great properties um, to see on the weekends. And this is just one down in Royal Grande. Again, that address was 323 Via Bandolero. And uh, and like Janine said, she'll be there next Saturday, the 7th from 1230 to 3. That was cool. Tell me though, I mean, I'm as the the loan guy while you're talking about this house, almost a million bucks. Yeah, just under. Some pretty cool opportunities for financing right now for things that high. Yeah, there really is. We we helped Janine out with an open house flyer just to provide one of the possible financing scenarios. So we we put on a, a jumbo loan with a twenty percent down payment. But actually, there's a lot of cool jumbo programs now that require a lot less than twenty yeah, percent. We've seen them at ten or even as little as five percent down on a jumbo. And those, what's cool about these jumbo programs nowadays, they're they're no doing MI. With no mortgage insurance and these lower down payments. It's really cool. Well, it's marketing. I mean, the reality of it is, is that, uh, and I was talking about this yesterday with one of our clients, there's always been different ways of doing mortgage insurance. And it, for several reasons, this has kind of become passe, but there's one option that was called lender paid mortgage insurance and kind of functions under that principle that a higher interest rate creates more interest, but it especially creates uh, more profit at the time you go to sell it, right? If I'm gonna sell a 4% loan out into the secondary market and for the exact same loan, I could sell a 4.5% loan, the premiums made on the 4.5% loan make so much profit that you can actually buy a mortgage um, insurance policy on that loan with that profit. So it was called lender paid mortgage insurance. It's nothing new. I I suspect that these new jumbos that are 5% down up to, you know, really, I think, I think the 5% down one, correct me if I'm wrong, because uh, we don't do a lot of these, obviously, but I think you're limited to $750,000 loan amount with just the 5% down. Uh, I I wasn't prepared to pretty close. <laughs> I, I think that's right. And I think if you want to go up to the mill and a half is where you venture into needing 10% down. But again, the mortgage, there's no separate charge for mortgage insurance. It, you know, I think it's, it's all built reflected into the rate, into the rate yeah. but ultimately it creates an opportunity that, um, I mean, cause consider the market share a few years ago, there wasn't good jumbo opportunities at all. So 
maximum conforming loan limit for San Luis Obispo County on a loan like this today, 561.2. So you could buy a million dollar house and if you needed to do a conforming loan or bust, the most you're going to borrow is $561,200. Got to come up with four hundred grand. Works about pretty good if you got four hundred thousand dollars put down. Um, not all people do. So these the jumbo market right now has some opportunities for people to buy in that market segment with way less than than four hundred thousand dollars down. I mean, even twenty percent down, still two hundred grand. That's a sweet spot if you can make it happen. That's awesome. But point being, it's still not even necessary. You can actually get away with putting less down if you need to. Yeah, it's really cool. The jumbo market's been sleepy for the last several years, and it's it's great to see these programs be reintroduced and reintroduced in a way that makes sense for the market today um, with the, the lower down payment requirements, the lack of mortgage insurance. And really, I must say, the interest rates are extremely aggressive on the, um, on the jumbo programs compared to yesteryear. Um, I always remember there being a much larger spread between a conventional Fannie Mae mortgage and a jumbo mortgage. And today that's the the difference is is much smaller than it ever used to be. It's really I mean, it's down to a quarter to a half a point. Yeah, I was going to say probably three eighths to half a point higher as opposed to the couple points that it used to be. Um, so point being, there's a lot of great financing opportunities for properties in that price range. You're not going to know anything about them if you don't look into it. Purpose of doing the flyer, by the way, um, it's great to not only to keep these uh, real estate agents informed that, hey, you you have more marketability in this property than you might think you do, um, but also a flyer that can be handed out at an open house that makes people aware that there are um, financing options that um, you just might not know about. By the way, not all companies offer those. So let's just, um, my favorite segment, we should do this like Jimmy Fallon, where you come up with the, you know how the roots sing the um, little theme song to the quick segment? I want one for pick on Wells Fargo, because I want to do that right now. Um, And not necessarily that I want to pick on Wells Fargo, let's just say you're a Wells Fargo customer. That's where you bank. You always have. Your parents did. You know, it's... Well, why wouldn't you get your mortgage there? Pretty American for it. Yeah. And well, and they see your money. So they're going to give you, you're going to have an easier time in underwriting because these people know how you go through money. You have an existing relationship and you have for years. As is. It's basically family. Um, Wells Fargo doesn't offer that 5% down, no MI jumbo. Oh, man. So they're going to present the option for you that is what they got. Boom. 10% down with MI might make you think that I don't know that they offer that program I don't know either I was trying to give them the benefit of the doubt and kind of stretch a little I think they're a 20% down jumbo lender but so I'll make my point here for you Um, not all lenders are equal so this is the kind of thing where again that having the access to these different companies and their different offerings some companies really have appetite for just this stuff they recognize that, you know, if you're working with somebody that's got income at that level, there's ways you can get comfortable with believing that their income is going to be okay to be in a property like this without a huge down payment. And I, I'm not going to go say that everybody without, um, I want to say, am I allowed to say a pot to piss in? 
Well, you just <laughs> said. So I mean, you know. But that's how I think. Uh, if you want to buy, you want to buy a million dollar house, and you don't have savings of more than fifty grand. I mean, you're maybe you shouldn't be doing maybe what you you're. Shouldn't be buying a million dollars, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Let's talk about why this program exists, because it's not just that we want people to buy things they can't afford or that they don't have a demonstrated savings history of being able to afford. Let's talk about it. Um, I'll give you a great example. Uh, one of my clients is a, um, a youngish guy, I'd say, for a cardiologist. He's like 40. Um, worked in a medical practice back east did pretty good moved out here got going in a practice that he's on an ownership track for and his income is known i mean there's there's these years where it's just going to go up and up and up and up and he really wanted to buy a house out at the country club but where they came from um, back east, he still had a bunch of money sunk into a property that he wasn't able to sell very easy there because the market out there just wasn't that firm. So he made that house a rental, has hundreds of thousands of dollars wrapped up in equity of it. So now here he is in a place where he wants to buy a house in San Luis Obispo out at the country club for a million bucks, but doesn't have his two or three or $4,000 put down. Making the payments, not a problem. Income trajectory is going up and up and up. It triples like over the next five years. Hey, that's a pretty good candidate, wouldn't you agree? This is this guy's a cardiologist. He has experience owning property. He's got an unbelievable credit score. He's got a great job. Um, this makes sense why you might invite somebody to a 5% down no MI program to buy a million dollar property. I, I want to make that example because I, I feel like at times you could be sitting in your um, your armchair right now going, man, listen to this. The, the programs are all about less down and you know just more lenient standards and this that and the other it's not just that way there's still a lot of a lot of good common sense that goes into making sure that the people that are buying these can afford them yeah if you just stomped on in here and said you know i've been on the my new job out at at the diablo plant um i'm making a 120 grand a year for three months and i'm ready to buy a million dollar house five percent down that's really not going to work. That's not the kind of profile that we're after. Yeah. In fact, these jumbo programs are more restrictive. They have higher credit score restrictions or thresholds. They have lower debt to income ratios than a, than a traditional. And reserve requirements too, that exactly. typically make sure that you have like six You're not going to deplete all your savings to get into this right. loan. Yeah. And principal interest taxes and insurance, by the way, on a million dollar property is probably in the ballpark of about $7,000 a month. So... No, no. <laughs> well, if you find that's what, if you finance all the way to the hilt on it, I'm saying. Yeah, I think you're going to be right around five five thousand bucks a month. Well, that's going to be your principal and interest, taxes and insurance might push you up to eh, yeah. million dollar property. Your thousand dollars a month for your taxes anyway. Right. We'll call it six thousand. Nice property with insurance a lot of upgrades. Insurance isn't going to be crazy expensive. Well, I mean, if you got sixty two hundred dollars a month. Okay. Meet you in the middle. It's called 65. All right. Deal. That's a, I mean, that's a, that's a hefty payment. That's a pretty good stroke. You got to have something going on to make that happen and a good story to go with it. Yeah. All right. That was cool. Little, like, 
Jeanine came by to pick up some flyers. You just roped her in to sit (laughs) down with her her daughter in her lap to talk real quick about an open house. She's a pretty willing participant. I guess so. That was cool. Um, There's some house data stuff that came out in the last week that I'd sure like to talk about. Um, But before we do. But before we do. (laughs) It's uh, it's time to go to a commercial break. I mean, we only did one commercial break last time. And I got a text request, by the way. For? Theme song coming back from the break, um, Ghostbusters, if you uh, could. And I, like I, mean, and I don't know if you can or not, but I'm just, sure that I could probably find that. Just throwing it out there. All right, cool. Mm. Well, let's get to it. It's time for commercial break. We'll be right back with more Mortgage Matters. To ask a question or make a comment, call 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. We'll be back after these messages from our sponsors. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. This is Jason Grody with Central Coast Lending. I see you at our kids' Little League games, I bump into you at the grocery store, and it's always fun when we pass each other at Farmer's Market. I'm not a national bank or a faceless website. I'm a local lender, accountable, competitive, and ready to help. Call Central Coast Lending today. When you buy or refinance a home, just call 543 Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing opportunity real estate broker. California Bureau of Real Estate number 018-39608. NMLS number 328-358. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley & Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley & Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley & Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. What a state of generosity, look what my agent got for me, just by switching to State Farm. A few hundred unexpected bucks, I couldn't ask for more, but now I've got to figure out what I should use it for. A new bike would be radical, but maybe something practical, like a pet baboon with one robotic arm. Get to a better state, State Farm. Switch to State Farm and you could save. To find out more in San Luis Obispo, call Agent Susan Rodriguez. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters, which airs every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending, want you to join the conversation by calling 800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. That was the ghost. That is the Ghostbusters theme song. There it is. This was such a great movie when I was a kid. Ask, I ask and you shall receive yeah. on this oh. show. 
I was, you know, they're playing all the like ghosty movies this week. And so mm-hmm. on the movie channel, I was flipping through and there was Ghostbusters 2. Mm-hmm. I, I'll bite. So I watched some Ghostbusters 2. Man, those guys were young. Yeah. It's kind of a trip to watch those movies that are like the iconic movies from your young childhood. It's kind of and then sad you're like, to think that yeah. Harold Ramis is a ghost now. <laughs> <laughs> True. Just saying it's sad. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's the yeah. way it goes. We all know it's coming, right? Mm-hmm. We're all going to get yeah. old. If you're lucky. That's right. We're going to get old if we're lucky. My wife always like doesn't like to have the birthday. And I'm like, it's so much better than the alternative. Yeah. Not getting to have a birthday means yeah. you didn't make <laughs> that trip around the sun. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> you, yeah. You fell short of thy goal. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see here. You know what I got this week, Dan? That's weird. Hmm. Two new harp loans. What? Who'd have guessed? I thought that program was dead. It ain't dead. I don't want to talk all about that program, but, um. Harp was a, yeah. It's a, so that's a refinance program designed for people who are underwater, have an underwater mortgage and can't yeah. qualify for any other kind of loan. Um, so Fannie Mae has made some allowances to people with existing Fannie Mae loans to be able to refinance regardless of their equity position. And, and neither, that's crazy. I thought all the equity problems are behind us, but yeah, neither of my clients are necessarily upside down anymore. The first one is one where they have a line of credit and it's one that they got when they bought the house. They got the old, like, you know, put 5% down and you have a first and a second and the second's a line of credit. And, um, Anyway, they want to refi. The first is still at like six and a half percent or something. But paying off that line of credit makes it like a cash out refi. And just they didn't have enough equity to do that. And it just didn't work any other way but to do a harp loan. And it's not a bad deal. I mean, it's a harp loan's a good one. It, it's it, Fannie Mae loan. It's yeah. the same Fannie Mae rates everybody else is getting. Getting a 30-year fix and yeah. the payment's going down a few hundred bucks and a if month, you so don't they're happy ha- to do it. If you don't have MI on your current loan, but the market has shifted and you'd be in a position to require it today, the harp loan allows you to not have you don't have insurance. to get it, yeah. Or if you already have some better mortgage insurance, you can get grandfathered into that. There's, It's a really cool and, program. And if you do so in order to be eligible for a harp loan your current loan the loan that you want to refi has to be owned by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac currently so that's easy to look up and i just google um does Fannie Mae own your loan you'll land on the page put in your info look it up same thing for Freddie Mac if you get a no on Fannie pull up Freddie Mac does Freddie Mac own my loan put in your info if you get a yes You'll know that you can call and talk to us about a HARP loan. Um, it's a handy little loan. I, I mean, it helps people refinance where they may not otherwise be able to refi. Um, what I wanted to say lastly about HARP, you know what's cool about it? It even works on your vacation home or your investment property. Many of these cool programs don't work on investment properties. If your current loan is owned by Fannie or Freddie, even if it's an investment property, you can still do a harp refi. That's pretty cool. Um, has some great interest rate stuff for investment property deal there. Um, news stuff this week. 
There's a few things that happened. First of all, snuck one in there, but the feds met. Hmm. They left interest rates unchanged. Um, nobody should be surprised by that. I wasn't expecting interest rates to go up at this meeting, although they talked about it. I mean, that's one of that's why they get together to evaluate their current stance and policy. Um, it was a nine to one vote in favor of leaving interest rate the same. So, not even that they were getting close to 50-50 or anything. That's a, a vast majority wanting to leave things right where they are. Um, I will say, though, I think Janet Yellen and her crew, um, I think they went out of their way relative to the September statement. What they said was that they're, um, they're going to put a December rate hike back on the table. And um, that that wasn't that message wasn't so clear in September. They kept saying that it could be appropriate to push rates up this year. Um, they said the next committee meeting that's going to happen in the month of December. Now there is no meeting in November, so the very next opportunity for this to be evaluated is at the December meeting. And they've said specifically that they're deciding whether it will be appropriate to raise the target range at its next meeting. So that's kind of new verbiage. We hang on it a little bit. The market recognizes that when you specifically stay that, they're going to give it some real consideration. So the question becomes, you know, what are we, what sort of data are the feds going to have to chew on between now and then that might make their decision to go ahead and raise rates? That jobs report that we saw for, um, we're in October now, so that was the September jobs report. Not very good. Um, downward revisions to the prior two months as well. Um, made it look a little bit softer. Um, not going to be great evidence for the feds to want to go ahead and move interest rates. But I'll, I'll go ahead and acknowledge here that that meeting is going to occur in December, which is going to give them the benefit of seeing the October jobs report as well as the November job reports. So we'll have to see how do those shape up? Do they stay on this trend of we had a great first eight months of the year and now we got downward revisions to July and August and September proved to be a bummer too. Um, how's that going to shape up? We'll have to watch and see. Yeah, and jobs is just one component of what they're looking at. The other, um, the other thing that I keep looking at is this GDP. Oh, GDP yeah. GDP reading came out. And the third quarter is, it looks like a rerun of last year. Weak, really weak first quarter, blamed on weather, really strong sec second quarter rebound. And now we're getting back into below target GDP growth. So yeah. we're, this most recent reading for the third quarter was at 1.5% annual growth rate. Not very good. That's not going to inspire the Fed to no. do anything drastic. And to remember, our the, the most recent data they had to chew on just in terms of GDP, second quarter was 3.9%. It was awesome. If you get 3.9 out of third quarter and then you start to see preliminary fourth quarters at 3.9, that's arguably you can't leave rates down at that point. But this is, we're now on the same pattern that we saw last year where overall for the year, kind of getting cut off. At 2%. the knees late in the year. Yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. the this, the amazing second quarter this year and last year was just 
making up for a, a atrocious first quarter. Yeah. But really, we're we're on a one and a half to two percent growth pattern here the last couple of and years, so that, and that's not that was learned late this last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so the feds didn't have that information when they had their meeting earlier this week, at least not publicly available. I don't know. Maybe they get the advanced report. Uh, but just also, we learned yesterday, um, actually it was Thursday, pending home sales. So this is a this is a measure that we read to to make sure we understand, <coughs> excuse me, how much um, activity there is in contract, minus 2.3% for September. Um, that's a drop for the second straight month. That's not good news. That's a weak reading. Um, it sort of puts a little bit of a shadow over how strong is this housing market. Remember last week we talked a bit about, um, new home sales, uh, had a little kind of fell on their face a little bit. So now we start to see a couple of different headlines in a short period of time, tell the tale that, um, and, and, Granted, they're headlines, okay? When you get down into it, talk about why would pending home sales have declined last month? Everything you know about this market, <laughs> um, it's a volume issue. There's This is a stubborn time of year to be trying to sell a house anyway. So we see less volume. We also see less go pending just because there is less volume. So it reminds it, yeah. us again. There's a seasonality to it also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it reminds us again that... Um, There are rising prices and limited inventory that creates this little environment where this is going on. So, um, the, again, this is just this is one of the metrics the Fed's going to have to look at when they stack up the jobs report, the GDP, the housing numbers and then inflation. What are the odds that they're going to go ahead and push rates up in December? I don't know, but they made it a point to say that they're specifically looking at December to see if that's the appropriate time to raise the rate. So it got everybody to kind of go, wow, okay, work towards that cautiously again. Um, And uh, what was the other news this week? Um, Oh, something about Congress. House and Senate leaders, you know, kicked that can down the road about a budget deal. You know, we had the I don't like to do too much politicking on this show because it's not what it's for. I, it, I'm not I'm rarely interested in in wanting divisive t- divisive topics in general, let alone on this show or within our business. So we we take the high road on the politicking deal. There was all that stuff with um, GOP Speaker Boehner. He's out now. Right. We learn to the new guy that's coming in. I think the budget deal was largely to do with that, um, trying to cause some sort of a deal to come together right before the handoff in hopes that maybe now next time we can work towards something a lot more cooperative and productive than the junk that's been going on in Congress, but who knows? So anyways, we saw a debt ceiling suspension until um, 2017. I was going to say, would you be surprised if this got kicked down until past the presidential election no no in what fact, a stroke of genius i think that's how um, it's gonna go totally so yeah they they did it, it the the deal basically put the debt ceiling um <clears throat> it's not going to be an issue now until 2017 so 
is what it is. September of 2017, we'll be revisiting this issue again. Um, and then, uh, what else? I have something here with, with just average American paychecks. The, the last 12 months, we've seen the growth of wages in our country at just 2%, which is um, considered sluggish. So, you know, you mentioned some, some, some less than exciting jobs numbers. And here we, you know, we're, we've been so focused on once we get people back working, when are we going to start to see these wages go up? And we've been hoping that this was the year of wage growth. In fact, I recall you and I making predictions early this year or late last year about 2015 being the year of wage, significant wage growth. And that's just not proven to be the case. Such a drag. I mean, it's one of those things where it, it's got to be coming, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, I, I really thought this was the year, and this year is quickly coming to a close, <laughs> less than three months away, and it just doesn't look like it's going to And here we are together. with, I know, can you believe that? I mean, it seems like just yesterday we sort of did that um, New Year's Eve kind of show where we made some predictions about interest rates, and I venture to say, I think we were wrong on everything we said. <laughs> interest rates are a lot lower than they were 12 months ago at this time. Housing, um, we're not wrong about that due to the continued um, demand issues. Mm -hmm. Those prices have upward pressure, and that does not seem to be letting up anywhere around here. Uh, this week, we also got a read on the Case and Schiller Home Price Index. Um, it has a two-month uh, lag on it. It always does. But that Case Schiller showed that home prices nationally are gone up. Four point, I think it was four point nine percent. And interestingly enough, in the month prior, so that was an August reading, right? The July reading was less. It was like four point seven. So it actually, if if you were looking at this saying, oh, watch, now it's just going to go down and down and down until the year over year is flat or declining again. We had a little month where it dropped down, and now it and now we outperformed that month. So. Home values nationally are going up at a pace just below 5% a year, which is just fine. Um, there was a handful of markets in there that were double-digit appreciation. San Francisco was one of them, which is crazy to me. I mean, I I get it. We talk about San Francisco all the time. Their market is unbelievably hot. Yesterday, I was reading an article about people that now are living in Las Vegas that work in San Francisco. Yeah, you can buy a plane ticket to fly direct from Vegas. It's to cheaper crazy. to fly into work. You could fly from Vegas wow. to SFO for wow. seventy bucks. Wow! So these people can buy a home out in Vegas for two hundred thousand dollars that meets their every need. Yeah. Every day, fly. So it's three thousand dollars a month to fly. Oh my But gosh. the median home value for a price in San Francisco, if you're willing to put up with all yeah, that commuting and all the bucks. crap, it's over a million dollars. These people have figured out that there's a different way to make that work. That's you guys crazy. probably also saw the article this week about one of the engineers uh, at Google that's living in what looks like a moving truck in the Google parking lot. Did you see that? No, no. They allow this engineer to live. It says Google on the door. It's like one of those van box trucks. This dude saves 90% of his paycheck because he has no house expense. He lives in a utility-less vehicle <laughs> in the parking lot of Google. And if that doesn't speak volumes about what motivation there is in the Bay Area to find a lower option for where to sleep and store your crap, this is it, man. People are flying from Vegas daily to work in 
Frisco and one of the head engineers, maybe not head, an engineer of Google lives in a box van in the parking lot. Yep, that's it. How depressing. Is yeah, that? I mean, let's talk no, a little bit I about mean, quality of life here. That It's lacking when you're yeah. living in a truck. I mean, this thing is just a generic oh scroll through truck. though there's a picture no, of the inside there's no light i mean look at you're living in a dark that's cave depressing. he's got a dresser and a bed yeah but there's no window there's no light well i guess if you left the back open <laughs> hey right? like, and then this this guy though it stays warm lives the in the bay area well, live in the back with no but... commute and his total housing expense is 121 dollars a month which is what it costs for him to insure oh yeah and he doesn't truck. have running water or a toilet or light. Okay, Mr. Glass is half empty. <laughs> like this glass is about ninety-nine percent empty. Well, I'm yeah, surprised that's ninety percent empty. Yeah, 90%. I don't know. I guess as long as Google doesn't say anything, I'm surprised that's actually even legal. I'm kind of surprised. I'm sure that it's not. I mean, I, yeah. if it were around here, wouldn't they be getting chased out isn't that what yeah. i'm pretty sure happens when you park on the side of the road and try to live uh, there it's I'm probably a google, sure. all, google has enough clout to, well it's on private property so they would have to be the ones who to, to victim yeah so obviously they know about it and they're allowing it yeah interesting interesting yeah it's crazy this housing market whether it's san francisco or san luis obispo or wherever usa it's it's a wild market and it it's is. competitive it is it really is. Um, the other big winner was Denver. It's not terribly surprising to me, but they had some double-digit increases too. Um, they actually tied San Francisco for the year-over-year gain, 10.7%. Wow. that's Those are big numbers, man. Um, you know, the, the next uh, runner-up was Portland, Oregon, 9.4% year-over-year. I don't know enough about Denver or Portland, um, I probably don't know enough about San Francisco either, but it makes me wonder was, was your market undervalued last year? If it's 10% up this year, I kind of feel like it had to be, but what I know about San Francisco is that it was overvalued last year. Now it's 10% more overvalued. So that's crazy. How long can that go on for 10% a year? Do that math. I mean, you understand compound interest. This is crazy. The, that market has nowhere to go but to, I mean, it's unbelievable. It'll be exciting to watch what happens there. I don't know what's going to happen. Just It's going to become like the Dubai of California. <laughs> Maybe. Interesting stuff. Um, hey, it's time for the last commercial break here of the show. Take some time out to thank the sponsors of Mortgage Matters. And I'm sure Jim will bring us back with something particularly amazing for Halloween. Um, so this one's for the Disneyland fans. Okay. All right. Stick with us after this last break for more Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters with host Dan and Jason will be right back. Join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. 
through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change. Blakesley & Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley & Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley & Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. This is Jason Grody with Central Coast Lending. Give yourself the best possible chance to buy your dream home with our 21-day close. We get you fully pre-approved before you find your house so you can write a shorter, easier offer and beat out the competition. It's time for you to be the offer that gets accepted. Call Central Coast Lending today. When you buy or refinance a home, just call 543 Loan. Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing opportunity real estate broker. California Bureau of Real Estate number 018-39608. NMLS number 328-358. The state of denial is a drag and a trial. When I bought my cheap insurance, should have known this day would come. Now I've had an accident and I'm feeling quite alone. Called them at least 20 times, but they won't pick up the phone. Without personal service, my policy's kind of worthless. Get to a better state, State Farm. Switch to State Farm and you can save. To find out more in San Luis Obispo, call Agent Susan Rodriguez. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. If you missed any part of the show, log on to centralcoastlending.com for archived shows and more. Now, back to your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. When the crypt doors creak and the tombstones quake, happy haunts materialize and begin to vocalize. Grim, grim ghosts come out to socialize. Now don't close your eyes and don't try to hide For a silly spook may sit by your side Shrouded in a dark disguise They pretend to terrorize When Brinos come out to socialize That's fun. I thought the Grinch was a Christmas character. Yeah. Well, now he's a Halloween dude, huh? There it is. Hmm. Yeah, that's like the song that plays in the haunted mansion. In the haunted mansion, it? when you go back, yep, exactly. Huh. And actually, the guys that you go by—I I just learned this today, trivia. The the guys, the pictures that you see on the the, the moving heads and stuff that you see on the uh -huh. ride, those are actually the guys singing the song. Oh, and the broken one is the lead singer. Doesn't one of them have like red and white like bloomer underwear on? I don't know. Anyway. Like the the picture stretches and the pants come off or something. I guess so. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. Up in the you know, yeah. like that first yeah, room exactly. where you like before it takes you down to the basement. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Love that place. I love, love that the, ride. I love the ride. But anyway, yeah. Little I've, I've, put, I've put my kids off for like a year on the Disneyland trip. They're like, you said we would go in the fall. Do you have $1,000? <laughs> for a family of five, that would be a value, dude. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it's like some scratch to get in. Yeah. And then you got to get the park hopper. Yeah. And now it's more stuff than you can do in a day. Oh, yeah. Awesome. And God forbid you get hungry or thirsty when you're in there. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's still fun, though. It is fun. It is fun. It is great. Yes. I want to go on like the, like a Wally World day, though, where it's like closed. 
Yeah. What you if know, you could I, just walk I, through? I got a close to that experience at Disneyland, to be honest with you. One place I was working, they did those like. Oh, when they had nights. the measles outbreak? Did you no. go take it? <laughs> I thought about doing that. They had a corporate night, and no. there was two, three people on Main Street. Oh, me and gosh. two other people. Wow. Well, my two other people and I, let's be right there. And you walk right up. There. It was awesome. Yeah. I actually got to see something you normally know, really don't uh, be forbidden because Mickey and Goofy didn't think that anybody else was on the street with them. So I saw Mickey run up behind Goofy and tackle him, tie his hog time. <laughs> really funny. <laughs> really, really funny. Wow. Yeah. It was really funny. So, yeah. It was like nobody there. It was awesome. When I was a kid, I went like in a summer rainstorm. We went to Magic Mountain and the like. I mean, it was a wet day for sure. They gave you those trash bags that like you stick your head out the thing. But once you, your shoes and everything, I mean, it's a wet day. But we were kids, so we toughed it out. And yeah. that place was like empty. That was fun. Yeah. I don't know. There's some kind of balance, though. You don't want to be the only people there. Then that's like. Yeah, well, there's other people there. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's like be... really cool to be able to just walk right up to the Matterhorn and yeah, get just on. get on and go. That is pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> or right, right up to Splash just go Mountain around and, just and do get it on the thing. three, four, five times in a row. That'd yeah. be awesome. Yeah, it was. Like, it was. I gotta admit, it was really fun. There's like not even a thousand people there. Yeah, that's awesome. cool. Yeah, yeah. See, you can do it. For the right amount of money. Right. That's <laughs> or if you thing. know the right Just people. pony up. <laughs> no, my wife's cousin is, um, I think he's the, ah, I always get mixed up. He was the guy that like is, he runs the band, I believe, the band director. But I think it, I think he got a promotion now and is like bigger than that. Dude, you should have the hookup then. Yeah, yeah. They, they can get, a, get us in for free, but it's like you got to meet. And he's got to be there to take you in. And then he doesn't usually go to work till like noon or something. So like in the end, it feels like it's mm -hmm. like, it just feels like it's kind of, you're putting them out a little bit. And then, you know, on the one day that you want to go, you basically need to get out there like the opening bell so that you can get it all in before you got to go. I don't know. We'll see. Probably going to do it. Maybe stay in the Disney hotel. It's like, Got a hallway that goes in and out of California Adventures now. Yeah. That'd be, yeah, that'd be totally cool. Well, my poor little daughter, she's like six years old and has never been to Disneyland. Yeah, see? She's like prime, what right, kind of right for you? the age. You got to take your daughter down. What kind like of parent I haven't you? been to Disneyland since I was six years old. You oh, go? my gosh, you got to go. You guys got to get to go. My kids aren't big enough yet. Yeah. Don't they have to be at least three feet or four feet tall or something? Maybe. There's a lot to do in the little kid yeah. land, like Toontown. Do you don't like it? I want to go on the fun rides. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still a kid. <laughs> there you kid at heart. So I, 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 it would just do like a uh, Central Coast Lending Day at Disneyland. There Sounds like. Yeah. We'll just rent the whole park out. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> reasonable. <laughs> Sounds reasonable. Yeah. Maybe you could strike a deal with the IRS. Where they'll just, instead of giving them some stuff, that we could just rent out Disneyland for a little while. Hmm. I don't think they control so, Disneyland. No. I bet they do. I don't know. <laughs> um, Man, all this nonsense here about Disneyland makes me want to get up and walk out of here. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Yeah, me too. Big plans for the day? What are you going to do? 
I don't know. I'm just, you know, probably hand out candy, do yeah. a little pumpkin carving, stuff like that. Oh, an- answer a phone call. There we are. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Trick or treat. Tell him, trick or treat. Good morning. <laughs> he and he didn't. Good. I have Let's wait and see what. This is really exciting. Just stare at Jim and see what. what it's they, great radio. What are they, what's he calling for? This is, this is a good one or no? All right, we're getting a location. It's probably going to be an on-air call. Oh, Jim's giving him the rules. What do you find out, Jim? Who do you well, got? Well, let's just uh, say his name here. Right. Rossi from San Luis. Welcome to the Mortgage Matters Show. Hey, good morning. Hi, how are you? Good. Hey, I actually have a question for a friend of mine. Um, he has perfect credit, uh, self-employed. But he doesn't try to impress the IRS with how much money he makes. Huh. And um, wasn't able to refi his, his house. He's got a, over 800 FICO score because uh, he only claims like $60,000 a year from his business. But he's paying a 5.99 interest rate. And um, I'm wondering if that's something that you guys could tackle. Uh, uh, you know, a traditional bank like Wells Fargo. Yeah, the, not really. I mean... I'll tell you this. I mean, first of all, there there are some things from the tax returns that can be added back in. So for people that are paying less in taxes, if you're paying less because you have good depreciation or good depletion on your Schedule C, there might be an opportunity there where somebody with a skilled eye can find a little extra qualifiable income that a, a rookie loan officer might miss. Um, but, but I'll tell you, one of the biggest misconceptions about lending, and this frustrates borrowers a lot, is they've got so much equity, they've got so much money in the bank, they've got such an outstanding credit score, not to mention they have a positive pay history of paying the mortgage that's higher than what they're going to be able to get if you could only agree. And All the above. Yeah, that that's really frustrating to hear as a borrower, but what you really need to remember is that it's like a matrix and no one box has any more clout over another. So we got to check the credit box. We got to check the asset box. We got to check the equity box. We got to check the income box. And if you just fall short of any one of those, typically you're dead in the water. Um, there have been some programs like we were talking earlier in the show about HARP. Um, HARP allows you to have a higher debt to income ratio and also, um, negative equity, actually limitless negative equity. So sometimes there's a way to fit people into one of those programs. Um, but, but there, and I'm sure Dan probably going to add this. We get solicited by these companies that are offering stated income loans, but they're hard money loans. It's not going to be less than 5.9% or whatever your buddy's currently paying. So, Unfortunately, it's one of those things. Now, uh, let me tell you this, though. And by the way, I like the way you phrased it about not wanting to impress the IRS with how much money he makes. Love that. Um, (laughs) Here's the deal. Freddie Mac has a program that um, uses one year worth of tax returns. So take your buddy that's got a loan, and and I don't know how much it is, 400000 whatever. Figure out what the interest cost is staying at that higher rate. 
versus choosing to write off less if only for a single tax year so that we could, and this is, we're heading into that opportunity right now, by the way, right? Is we're hitting the end of the year before we file taxes. So sometimes borrowers will choose to write off less for just one year so they report more income and pay more taxes, provided that that opens the door to qualifying so that you could get yourself into a loan that is ideally going to save so much over the life of it that it it far's outweigh far outweighs what it costs to do that um, paying of more taxes for one year. So um, not all loan sense. programs do that. Not all lenders offer that, by the way. That's a Freddie Mac loan. And you got to be working with a lender that is honoring that guideline and not doing like a two-year requirement overlay. Is that something that you guys do at this time? We do offer that program. Okay. I, I just feel bad for him because he's he's got everything. $150,000 in equity. I mean, it's just guys is perfect. He just pays himself a salary. Yeah, you, you know what? Low, you know? What I would say is is tell him to give us a call. Um, you know, first of all, thanks for listening. Thanks for calling in. We really appreciate it. And these kind of questions help reveal a little bit more of how we address actual business scenarios. So thank you. Tell your buddy to give us a call. He can come in and see me sit down with the tax returns. One of the things we do is kind of model to say, if you need to qualify for this, this is what you'd need to produce income wise. And then you can take that number over to the accountant and the accountant can say, if you claim that level of income, this is what your taxes will be. And can kind of make a, make a decision based on the actual math of it rather than just kind of shooting blind or, you know, what we generally do is get turned down one place and then throw our hands up in the air and say, there's no help for me. You know, I'm just that good bill paying, good credit having, <laughs> equity yielding dude that can't get help. Well, and along those lines, I just want to interject that Wells Fargo may have a different debt to income maximum than some of the investors that we work good with. Good point. So there could be a difference Very there. Very good point. Um, hey, that, makes, that makes sense. And who should he ask for over there? Tell him to ask for me, Jason. Jason. Okay. Yeah. He's got an 808 FICO. We just pulled it the other day. It's just yeah. crazy. 543 loan, man, will help out. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. All right. Hey, uh, listen, guys, we're, we're getting down to the housekeeping part of the show. Um, we covered a lot of ground on the show again today. Um, my takeaways for you today, if you have mortgage insurance, call us. We can give you advice on how to get rid of it with the loan you have potentially redoing it with one of these other awesome loans that might lower your payment, lower your mortgage insurance or both. Um, if you're on one of the loan programs where your mortgage insurance never goes away, it's a good time to figure that out. It might be an opportunity to switch lanes and get into a loan program where your mortgage insurance can end at some point. Um, if you're wanting to talk about um, low down payment options, perhaps planning, credit, income, asset planning for being able to buy a house in the next few years, uh, we love working with clients that, that show up in a time period where we've got a little bit of opportunity to help you craft a plan that you can implement and walk out. Um, give us a call. We're at 543-LOAN. That rings all of our offices around the county. You can find us on the web at Central Coast Lending. we got a bunch of resources there, payment calculators. And then um, if we've compelled you to go ahead and apply, um, you can fill out an application on our secure website. So be safe, everybody, today. Watch out for those kids out in the streets. They're dressed in dark clothes. You need to go slow. Make sure you see them. Um, have a great, safe holiday, and we'll be back next week with another live episode of Mortgage Matters.